This podcast is brought to you by the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program, and it's produced in collaboration with GovExec Studio 2G. The healthcare landscape has drastically changed over the last year, and there's never been a better time for federal employees to focus on their health benefits. At the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program, we're committed to helping federal employees access the care they need when they need it. Find out how you can leverage your healthcare tools and learn more about your benefits at www.fepblue.org. It's 2021 and healthcare is a hot topic. Throughout the COVID-19 pandemic, government employees have been at the front lines distributing tests and vaccinations, answering questions about health benefit eligibility, and ensuring constituents receive the care they need during these turbulent times. But how can we ensure federal employees are able to access the same level of care they've provided to citizens? After all, healthcare is complicated. Signing up for benefits shouldn't be. That's what we'll talk about on Discussions in Federal Healthcare, a new podcast from Blue Cross Blue Shield in collaboration with GovExec Studio 2G that aims to educate federal employees on how they can take full advantage of healthcare benefits and services. I'm your host, James Hansen, Group Publisher, Federal and Technology Markets at GovExec. And joining me today to discuss the current healthcare landscape are Bill Breskin and Dave Yoder, two experts from Blue Cross Blue Shield Association, a national federation of 35 independent community-based Blue Cross and Blue Shield companies. Bill holds the title of Senior Vice President of Government Programs at the association, while David serves as the Vice President of Member Care and Management for the association's federal employee program. Together, they're working to help federal employees understand and access their benefits. Welcome to both of you, Bill and David. Great to be here. Yep, great to be here. Thanks. Awesome. So, Bill, let's start with you. Tell us about Blue Cross Blue Shields Federal Employee Program, or FEP. Sure, be glad to. The Blue Cross Blue Shield Federal Employee Program has been around a long time. It's been in existence since the beginning of the program that provided health insurance to the federal workforce back in 1960. And we have for every year been able to offer our products, the Federal Employee Program products. You'll often see it referred to as Government-Wide Service Benefit Plan. That's us. We, of course, talk about FEP as our name, or Blue Cross Blue Shield, FEP. In either case, it's a program that offers health insurance to a really large number of people nationwide and throughout the world, actually. 5.5 million people count on us to provide their health insurance. We're really honored to be able to serve the federal workforce who does such great things for our country. And I think we need to look no further than what's happened during the COVID crisis at the tremendous work that they've done. And so it's been a tremendous honor for us to be able to do that. And finally, I think we recognize that during this time, just how important it is to provide reliable health insurance that you can count on that will cover those things that need to be covered. And that, you know, you can worry about those things that are more important. Uh, than worrying about your health insurance plans. And Bill, what should eligible enrollees look for in a medical plan? Sure. Whatever you choose, whether it's FEP or any product, the things you want to make sure you're looking for that will provide you the greatest value as a health insurance plan are going to be, first of all, the network. Are your providers in the network? Do you have a wide choice 
of providers that are available. In the case of FEP, 95% plus of the providers that are out there, doctors and hospitals, are in network, giving you the freedom to be able to go almost anywhere and be sure that your benefits are available for you at the in-network benefits. In one case, our standard option, we actually have the ability that even if you have to, for some reason, go out of network, there are benefits there as well. So you wanna make sure the network is sufficient. Two, I think you wanna make sure that your insurance carrier partners in your health, that they make sure that they're working with you to try to achieve your goals of better health or maintain really good health. We have a number of programs, including online, digital, mobile programs that are available for people. We also have counselors that you can talk to. In essence, we do a lot to partner with our members' health. And I think as a person looking at health insurance, you really ought to look for your health insurance carrier to do that. And then I think, frankly, the other thing is ease of use. It should be easy. It should be understandable. We've done a ton to try to make it more understandable how health insurance works and how to maximize its value. So those would be the three things I would be looking for no matter what health insurance plan um, you're thinking about choosing. So David, I'd like to turn to you and talk a little bit about the current COVID-19 crisis. What resources do you offer to help members access care, particularly at a time when in-person care may not be possible everywhere? When the pandemic first started, obviously there were a lot of doctor's offices uh, were shutting down, trying to limit access just to make sure the virus didn't continue to spread. We were able to pivot pretty quickly to uh, a virtual environment. We had always had a telehealth environment through our uh, vendor Teladoc, but uh, very quickly that got ramped up and we were able to do that by waiving copays for our members so that they were able to access that care. We also expanded care at the physician's offices to allow for virtual visits to be reimbursed as well then. So you know, for most physicians, you can do what they needed to do, at least on checkups, things like that virtually. So we uh, continue to do that. We continue to waive those copays uh, for now. The other thing we did was uh, around mental health benefits to expand those so that we have adolescents can also receive telemental health or telepsychiatry type visits as well. And we'll continue to work on that just because of the, the nature of the pandemic and certainly the needs for a, a mental health within the nation. And so, David, what should federal employees know about how or where to get the vaccine? How can they learn more about that? Sure. Uh, you know, currently all the vaccines are available and, and we're to a point now where there's plenty of availability. On our website, if you go um, and, and click on COVID-19 vaccines, we have uh, some links that'll take our members to CDC pages where they're able to find pharmacies that have the vaccine eligibility or have the vaccines available to them. As uh, all health plans do, we do waive the um, cost share for members, so they don't have any cost share for getting those vaccines. And uh, we keep those links updated pretty quickly as new vaccines were either uh, brought to market or uh, expanded in the case uh, most recently into uh, the uh, 13 and above age range. So lots of information out there for our members. I'm sure you both have seen the call letter from the Office of Personnel Management, which also underscores the need for mental health and substance use disorder services. What programs and resources does FEP offer to encourage access to behavioral health support? Glad you asked me that because it really goes to a larger question of really reducing the disparity that people face throughout the country in access to various forms of care depending on their racial, ethnic, cultural, and many other distinctions. Mental health, we've seen 
as much as anything, really does vary a great deal there. And really the key is access. And, you know, we have supported a number of government initiatives in that regard. In our case, what we're doing is we're doing a lot more, for example, with virtual care. One of the things we discovered really before COVID, but really expanded a great deal during COVID is the need for people to be able to have virtual visits with their providers. And that was no more true than with mental health. Certainly there were issues about just getting to see your doctor for any physical issues you had, but those who uh, regularly rely on or need to get access to mental health providers really needed that access as well. So we did that both during COVID, but then what we've been able to do is expand and be able to make a permanent benefit, the ability to be able to get mental health visits uh, virtually through our telemedicine virtual health provider, but also through their own as well. So increasing access points, increasing the ability of having those services covered under their health insurance plan has been really, really important. We've taken a lead on trying to push that forward. There's a lot more to be done. And I think as we identify differences in communities, in terms of attitude toward mental health, the ability to get access to mental health and behavioral health providers, the ability to stick to regimens and to really adopt the recommendations that are being made by those providers. Those are really key elements that we're working on and we'll continue to work on to really be able to make uh, behavioral and mental health available for anybody who carries a Blue Cross Blue Shield card and to be able to have the same quality no matter where they are or what they're doing. So building on that access point, can you talk about the association's national health equity strategy? Yeah, glad uh, you brought it up. You know, it's been a very, very important element of our overall strategy for improving the health of America, supporting it, and really being able to be a partner with our members and with the nation in improving health and health care in America. We identified a long time ago that there were significant disparities in the ability to access and the ability to get quality health care, depending on certain areas of the country, depending on certain racial, ethnic, and other types of distinctions made. And we really set about the task of how do we reduce that? For initially, what we focused a lot on was increasing access points and increasing the ability of people to be able to get to those various access points. Things as simple as people who don't have the ability to take a bus or take public transportation to a provider. We started programs that would assist people in getting there. Recognizing the importance of food stability, we started to invest in programs that would support food stability. We already mentioned, as you brought up previously, behavioral and mental health and how it's such a critical component and how there are huge disparities there. So there's a lot we're doing. As it turns out, our new CEO, Kim Peck, has a real passion and a real drive towards doing whatever we can to reduce and ultimately the great goal of eliminating these disparities in the access and availability, affordability, and quality of healthcare for all Americans. And we're really invested in those things. I greatly appreciate the service that you're providing to our federal employees. I mean, as we're wrapping up here, David, where can folks go to get more information overall, if, you know, around FEP 
the services that Blue Cross Blue Shield associations and, and the companies that support it. Where can they go to, to get more information and to connect about some of these opportunities to improve and support their health? Our website is a, a fantastic compilation of a lot of different information. That's fepblue.org. And it has all the information that you would need to find out about the plan. It's got our benefit design information there. It's got all of uh, uh, the ways that we interact. And then uh, for our members, current members, then they can go ahead and uh, log in and uh, take advantage of some of the additional things we have, like uh, behavioral health, as well as our Blue Health Assessment and some of the incentive programs that we have set up for our members. So fepblue.org, great place to be. And uh, we hope our members go there as well as non-members. Excellent. Well, again, I just want to thank you both for your time today. Thank you for what you guys do to support our public sector employees that are on the front lines. And thank you to our listeners uh, of this first episode of Discussions in Federal Healthcare. The Discussions in Federal Healthcare podcast is a production of GovExec Studio 2G in collaboration with Blue Cross Blue Shield. If you like this episode, you can find more on GovExec dot com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to Discussions in Federal Healthcare, a podcast from the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. It's produced in collaboration with GovExec Studio 2G. As a federal employee, your health is important. At the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program, we want to help you take advantage of your benefits. Access our healthcare tools and learn more at www.fepblue.org.